Kyle Lippincott here with Thor Smith, Buckingstock News Podcast. This week on the episode is week two of the Lone Star Bucking Bull Genetics giveaway leading up to their sale uh, in conjunction with Cheyenne Frontier Days, July 22nd. Um, they're offering an outstanding set of yearling bullets, Thor. Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. The, all the, the cattle will be in East Texas. They'll have videos of them there in Cheyenne. Um, Man, I'm I'm excited about the finale heifer drawing. I think it's the easiest way to get into this business is win a heifer in a, in a drawing uh, by getting the questions right and not getting yeah, drawn. Exactly. So so if you you listen to the podcast, you guess the right answer to to this week's question or or future week's questions. Uh, your name goes into the drawing for that specific prize. If you're drawn, you win that specific prize. But if you're not drawn, your name goes into the hat for the drawing of the heifer week seven. Man, that's cool. Uh, this week, we're not going to make you count anything. All we're going to ask you to do is pay attention. Our guest has hauled great bulls all over the country week in and week out, but currently he's got one on his truck that is home-raised. Comment the name of his home-raised bull that he is hauling currently, and all the correct answers will get put in the hopper for the Lone Star Bucking Bulls cap. Good luck, and pay attention. Welcome everybody to the next episode of Buckingstock News Podcast, powered by Two Bulls. Uh, Kyle Lippincott here with Thor. Thor, um, as always, busy. Bucking Bull season is in full swing. That's right. Summer's here. Sun's out. Bulls are bucking. I like it. Seems like there's events. The, the PBR had a, a couple week break a little bit ago, and they're fixing to go on summer break. But the the competition season is heat heating up for sure. Yep, that's right. They just had Albuquerque, and that was always always good. Uh, the Ty Murray deal there, the pit, pretty cool event. And the, Her- the Heritage coming up. Everyone looks forward to the Heritage $100,000 payday to the winner. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So this week on, on our uh, schedule presented by Two Bulls Fortified with SQM Minerals, um, June 1st, there's a, a yearling event in Altamont, Illinois, uh, produced by Ben Krilowitz. Uh He kind of does some open bull rides and team deals. I think he's kind of trying to implement some fraternity stuff uh, the last couple years. Uh, June 1st, Thor, you, you went there last week, maybe two weeks ago, Red Laces. They're going to have a, a, a yearling and two-year-old kind of a prep for the heritage. Isn't that what Bo said? Yeah, yeah. I think he just opened it up, though, and they're going to have a two-year-old division there as well now. Uh, which is cool. It's a cool, really, really cool place to be, and uh, hospitality's top notch, and and the bulls were good. So yeah, that'll be a fun event. The uh, the books are open for that. Uh, June first, uh, blue collar series fraternity, New Albany, Mississippi. Some southeastern uh, guys can attend that one. Uh, June first, uh, the Border Town Casino and Arena Limited Series. I believe this is the first limited series event. Uh, after they kind of changed the tier B stuff around, um, you had to go to three events, uh, open events, for to qualify. To, to Basically, if your bull didn't win very much money, I, I'm not sure what the what the number is, he's now eligible for this limited series. They have one of those June 1st. Uh, June 8th uh, is the first of the Pioneer City Fraternity Series in Palestine, Illinois. 
They have a, a yearling fraternity, a heifer fraternity, and a $3,000 claimer fraternity. It seems like these claimer events are kind of starting to pop up a little bit now. Where's um, that one at? Uh, Palestine, Illinois. Huh. That'd be uh, fun. And, and then something kind of cool, uh, the Evolution Super Stakes 4D fraternity, August 3rd. That is a ways out, but uh, it's it's going to be a big one, $1,000 entry fees, but it's broke up in payments. And the first payment of 200 is due by the 30th of this month. Um, so everybody uh, check out their page, and you can get all the details. Uh, I think That's I next did week. Get, yeah, yeah, it is. I think I did skip over one June June 1st. Uh, Buckers Unlimited in Kingsburg, Colorado, the Oil yep. Patch Bull Bash. Um, Thor, we're going to be able to go to that one. The books close on Sunday. I know Phil and Tennille have been uh, really looking forward to that event. Yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait. So, um, and speaking of of their event, uh, Neil Rice and Phil Markoff's event there in Kingsburg. Let's uh, take a listen uh, with Tennille uh, a little bit about this event. We've got Tennille Rice with us of TR Cattle. Uh, they're producing the uh, Buckers Unlimited second annual oil patch and bull bash in Kingsburg, Colorado, June first. A lot of big things happening with this event and the Buckers Unlimited. Neil, you guys got to be excited. We're super excited, Kyle. It's great to be back in Keensburg. We did a great show last year, sold it out. Great crowd, lots of bulls entered. It was just a great event. We're excited to be back there June 1st of this year. Entries are open right now, and we close on Sunday, so guys got to get entered ASAP to get in on this deal. So what about uh you know with with the classes um well, what what are your what are you guys offering there is it all classes with riders as well or just a fraternity We're going to do all classes so we're going to have yearlings those are priced at 250 we have women's what we call the bells and bulls and that's $200 our open futurity 300 we have a derby for 450 a classic for 450 and everything if you want ABBI points get to those big finals Add an extra hundred dollars, and you're going to get you some ABI points. Oh, that's awesome! So, so not only can you qualify for the Buckers Unlimited Finals or, or this event, help your bull qualify to the Buckers Unlimited Finals, also help qualify for the 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 finals in Vegas. Yep, it's perfect. And then also a little bit about our finals. That's October 26th in Castle Rock, and we are working really hard to get that to be a hundred percent payout for the bulls. Um, we usually add some money, get jackets to our guys, and we just have a great final. So we want everyone to have an opportunity to get to those finals. Awesome. So 100%, possibly 100% payback with added money uh, in Castle Rock. Be the first year in Castle Rock for the Buckers Unlimited finals. Yep, we're looking at 100% payout. Um, and then our riders, we have a great set of guys coming to our events, Kyle. this is We do a draft. We do it a little bit different than everyone else. So we have a set of bull riders who are coming to our events. They want to get to our finals at well as well. We've got 10,000 for them up for grabs at our finals. So they're coming. They're trying hard. Like I said, we do the draft system. So they're studying these bulls, deciding who they want to get, and they're trying hard. And we're seeing a lot of rides, and a lot of guys are showing these bulls. So if you've got a bull that needs to be shown, I think you need to come out to the Oil Patch Bull Bash. Heck, yeah, and, and – Coming up there to your guys' events, uh, I mean, those guys take a lot of pride in picking a bull that fits their style, and, and they do try really hard. That's 
that's something you don't see at a lot of these Derby and Classic events, and it's what you do see up there. Those guys do try. Yeah, I applaud them. We've got such a great set of bull riders here in Colorado, and they come from different states too, but a great set of bull riders. Um, Friday evening, you guys are having a, a, a breeder's dinner, Calcutta, and, and a live band this year for everybody? We are. So the Barely Getting By band is going to come out and play some old country music, and that is Jim Jordan. He's actually one of our members. His wife has been kicking butt in the bells. And he has a yearling he's been competing with, so he's bringing his band. Going to play for us. I'm going to smoke up some brisket. We're going to have some brisket tacos and just a good night with some Calcutta and just good opportunity to visit with everyone. Awesome. Well, it sounds sounds like an event that uh, the bull breeders, competitors, are not going to want to miss. Um, guys, the books are open now. They close Sunday. Um, you need to get your bulls entered. Contact Camille uh, for entries. Um, and back to the podcast welcome back everybody uh kind of early commercial there uh thor our our guest this week um kind of lives up there where all the tornadoes and storms were were going on in in big cabin gene gene owen is our guest this week gene how are you i'm i'm really good i didn't get much sleep last night but uh i'm good today did you guys bypass all the storms or did you guys get hit well, um, I told my wife this morning, said, you know, when it's raining, I can sleep pretty good. When the thunder's banging, it, it, it kind of irritates me. But when them sirens are going off, it kind of makes it hard to sleep. So uh, we didn't get hit by none, but uh, they was all around us. Wow. They say. Well, glad, <clears throat> glad to hear you're all right. Yeah. How how far was, was the Arkansas River uh, where them barges hit the dam this morning? It's about an hour south of me. Uh, I've seen the video of it. They they didn't last about 30, 45 seconds after they hit it, and they sunk. So Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it myself, too. It's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking, uh, Thor brought up Albuquerque uh, last week. Albuquerque was uh, the PBR's Unleashed the Beast series. Uh, I think you guys had, a, what, a couple-week break and then went to Albuquerque, and you had a pretty good weekend. Man, I, I couldn't have had a, a better weekend. I thank God for, uh, you know, what he blessed me with. We had the the highest marked bull ride, which is uh, 92.75 in the short round on Cochise. Uh, little two train was 46.5 in the 15.15, and, and we bucked everybody else off. So I don't know what else we could have did. Um, we just truly had a great weekend. And kind of ironically, little two train threw off Jose uh, in the fifteen fifteen, and then Jose rode Cochise in the short round, right? Yeah, yeah, he's rode uh, Cochise. I think that was his third time. Um, they've got him figured out. He's got a. I've moved him back and forth from side to side on the. When he was on the right, he'd have a, a pretty good roll out of there and start to the right and then back to the left, and and really they couldn't ride him very far. You know, two or three years ago, and. And as he's got older and, and mellowed out a little bit, and, uh, we put him on the left. And he's been really good. He's good to ride. If a guy can ride, he'll he'll he should get it done. And, and you know, and he'll be in the nineties. How old is that bull now? He's eight years old. Yeah, and wow. he's still still putting up ninety two points as an eight year old. That's good. How you think he's got Six a couple of years left? You know, um, I told somebody just recently, uh, is you know, if if they drop down and they're eighty eight, eighty nine. 
Uh, I can live with that. Uh, when Cody quits putting him in the short round, um, I'll probably retire him. And, you mm-hmm. know, you just never know. He's sure. a, a big, big bull. And most big bulls don't last that long. He's eight years old. And, and uh, you know, if he finishes out this year and gets to the finals again, it'll be his fifth trip. So uh, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breed a few cows to him this summer and uh, give him the summer off and, and you know, try to make him last and get all I can for him. You know, can you think it, of a bull off the top of your head that lasted the longest for you? Just one of them ones that never, never gave up on you? Not, not of that caliber. I've had uh, Evil Doer was a bull. He was a pretty good bull. Uh, you know, he lasted. I he had pro bull stats for like six years, but mm-hmm. um, you know, he was not the caliber of bull as as Coach East. I tell you, it's really hard, you know, for him to be at that level. You know, we talk about Jose Vitor Lemme riding Cochise. You know, he's he's had he's rode him three times this year, I believe. And you know, a lot of bulls can't take that. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, they they've actually rode him six times this year, and he's bucked off Chase once, and um, I can't remember Cody Teal once, and but he's been rode more than he's bucked off, and they've got to win to survive in this this sport. That's why they they have them four and six second whistles in the dummy deal because them calves they got to win and yeah. if, you know and if a bull gets rode uh you know you never know uh how long they'll last when they go to getting them rode they've got them got him figured out that the left-handers do anyway i'm not sure the right-handers do so. yeah you mentioned the dummy deal do you play in that game very often no i i don't i've, I've had just a few classic bulls over the mm-hmm. years that i used um, I was partners with BMC on King Buck. Actually, mm-hmm. we had bought King Buck on a Friday and had um, uh, the guys that we'd bought him from enter him on Monday in the wild card, and, and we took him to the finals, and he won the wild card and ended up second for the year. So that was a pretty good investment, <laughs> you, know, to, yeah. to, you know, buy him right before the finals. He won, I think, 85000 so, Wow. Yeah. So I think I seen on, on Facebook the other day, uh, is it uh, Donnie O'Brien have that bull now breeding to him? I think so. Um, BMC and LJ is uh, together, and, and when they got together, they sold a bunch of them older bulls uh, uh-huh. that Jeff Robinson had had, and, and that would have been a, a really good bull, I think, to to breed to. He's he's out of South Paul, which I had him, and, and he was a, a short-round bull. Um, he was out of lefty of uh that H D hauled. Mm-hmm. And um anyway, uh King Buck, you know, they rode him a lot too. They'd be eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety. Uh he and he lasted quite a while, you know, for, for when they get started riding. So So when like uh one thing I, I wanted to ask you, like the the coaches and and kind of a uh not so good thing but buck nasty i think you called them like it seems like them northwest bulls and you get a lot from canada too seem them bulls seem to really treat you good or you treat them good one or the other you know i i just got a new bull a couple of weeks ago jane clark and and i did um uh, what we call colt 45 and the first night we bucked him over saturday night uh he was really good i was really pleased with him uh, but seven dust comes he's actually a son of seven dust which uh was out of canada 
and um, we had Sheep Creek, and we've we've had a number of bulls out of Canada and got along with them really good. Wasn't Moto Moto from up there too? Yeah, Moto Moto. Yeah, and uh, actually, I've got some calves on the ground this year out of him, and and um, Moto, he's just eight year old. He he didn't last as long. He still bucks. I can still use him a little bit, but uh, he he has some really nice calves. I'm kind of anxious to see what uh, how they turn out. If you ever uh, at an event and you see the 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 Western Store commercial, what is that boot barn? And and J B Mooney's riding a bull at Las Vegas outside. That's Moto Moto in his prime, and I think he was 89. But he's a big. He'll weigh a ton. He's a big old bull, and um, uh, I think I, you know, I, the fraternity calves. I guess them guys don't like them bigger calves like that. Um, but for what I do, that's what I want. It takes a a pretty good, big, strong bull to handle them Brazilians. You know. So when when you go to starting your calves, I mean, will you will you start them under a dummy and and just buck them lightly, or or will you wait till they're two long two three year olds before you even do anything with them? No, I start them uh, actually. Uh, I've bucked some calves right off the cow before. Uh, and, you know, I'll usually buck them again, but right off the cow, they haven't stressed yet. You know, they haven't been weaned and went through that process. So, um, you know, I've run them, run them in and bucked them that day. Uh, I will start, you know, going through them. And I don't have the property, the land that it takes to keep. i got 65 cows, so I had um, – 31 or two bulls last year and it, it takes a lot of land to, to keep all your cows and your bull, big bulls, little bulls so I go through them pretty quick and and by the spring I've you know I've got 12 of the 30 that I kept that I really like um, they're out of Hayjack and, and one or two out of Seven Dust and um, I'm, you know I'm, I'm pretty proud of them, they're, they're a pretty nice set. What, that, are you, what are you looking for in those dummy calves if, if you're not really playing the dummy game what do you look for in them when you're bucking them that early uh, that you think will carry over into the rider deal? Is there the anything kick? different? No, the kick is what I, you know, you always want them to turn. They don't really have to turn back and spin. And and back in the day when you bought all your bulls out of the cell barn, you just assumed they didn't spin the first two or three times. You know, uh, a bull that would make half rounds, uh, go out across there, but really kick, you know, they, they'll figure it out you know, and get closer and, and get better. But a lot of times those bulls that just turn back right off the bat, they they fizzled out, it seemed like. So th- that's kind of what I'm – I will keep one if he turns back. Don't think I, I'm going to sell him or nothing. But but I'm not really looking for that. They, they've got to have uh, the action and, and kick and, and, and kind of wanting to change directions, just not knowing how. How many times will you buck them before you settle on the 12 that you kept? Like, did they have five trips or one trip? Oh, probably three. Yeah. Uh, some of them four. Um, and there was one that had one, and he was so sorry that that I wasn't going to buck him <laughs> again. It wasn't worth, worth him hurting himself. But I did have another one. Uh, bought some cows off Jerry Hargis, and, and actually the sorriest calf was – one of those calves and uh he was kind of thin and 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 wasn't worth nothing at the sale barn the way the cattle market is and so i just kept him and 
and we bucked him a couple months later, and and he might have been the best one. Uh, wow. So, you know, you know, you can you know get in a hurry and and sell them too quick, and and all I, the only thing I can go by is my own judgment. And uh, sure. I've had bulls for over thirty years, and and I sure don't know everything, but uh, I think I can find one once in a while that bucks. So that's that's all <laughs> I go by. You know. So. Is is there any any bulls that you're currently hauling that that came from you know your your program? He do. We raised. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I had pandemonium that I didn't raise, but uh, we bought him and used him on some cows. And back then, I didn't have but you know very many cows. And and uh, but he do is a game changer uh, son, which was a fender bender. I think he was a half brother or. There's something to fender bender back in from Charlie John Coffee and uh well, he Thor, that's, really that's right up your style. Yeah, he's a go game changer, he's a full brother to fender bender. I got his right, uh, right. got I've actually got a fender bender or a, I'm sorry, a game changer daughter still at the house. I was a big fan of the game changer and I uh a Douglas Duncan ended up with him, but uh Right. Uh yeah. I think it's fascinating how much he do moves exactly like the game changer. I mean, it looks a lot like him too, but he, he seems to move yeah. to just like him, don't you think, Gene? Yeah, I do. And actually, I bucked a calf um, over at Cody Mays here this winter. Um, he's a two-year-old. And, and I put I found some videos of he do when he was a, a two-year-old. And, man, they were so much alike. It was almost identical tracks that those bulls made. Um, it was almost scary they were so much alike. What, what kind of cow is he do out of? Um, probably a, a, I I didn't register those at that time. He would have been out of one of the cows of Pandemonium. Gotcha. And, so that'd be a pretty good cross if you knew if you remember Pandemonium. He was a little black that just you know you know made a lot of rounds, and he was a tough tough little bull. So. Yeah. Well, the game changer lasted a while for you, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, I'm really not sure what happened. Uh, we went to New York, and um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Now, Valderon rode him and was when the round on him was 89 or 90, and Cody brought him back on Sunday, and he was um, he just didn't act right. And I even mentioned it to Cody. I almost didn't buck him, and, but I went ahead and, and, and did, and he didn't buck. And, and I think that, that he hurt himself – Nothing against the Brazilians or anything, but something wasn't right that after that. I I felt terrible that I didn't see it. I've sensed it, but I didn't. I couldn't pick it out. And anyway, he was just never the same after that. I I just think it somehow he strained something in his back or something. Maybe um, we bucked him some after that, but um, you know he wasn't the same anymore. Yeah. And uh, and then I, we sold him to Douglas. Uh, down there, Douglas Duncan. So. Oh, I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but I do have a pretty cool story about the game changer. It was told okay. to me. I was I wasn't there personally, but it was told to me. And maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. But uh, uh, his mom was a cow two uh, EF Charlie, and uh, some guys, um, Superior Genetics, Jay Weddle and Donnie Goen wanted to. They had some partnership deal with Scott Alcamazo. I don't know all the details of that, but they wanted to buy the cow. Uh, from Charlie John, Fender Bender was going, and they knew how good he was. And um, 
anyways, they had the cow priced at 30000 I think. And so they went up there to look at her. And if you've have you ever seen a picture of her, Gene? Yeah. No, I she's, haven't. I haven't. She, well, she's, she's, she's not much to look at. She's like, a red roan, and she's little bitty scrawny, just an ugly, ugly little thing, big old fat head on her. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, story I got is that whenever they went up there uh, to look at her, they, you know, they lay eyes on her, and they just, there's no way they can spend 30000 <laughs> on a cow that looks like this. Yeah. And, um, well, apparently, uh, I guess Don Coffee had told Charlie, Don wasn't going to be there, uh, something, and Don had told Charlie John, well, she had a bull calf on her side. He said, whatever you do, you know, you don't buck that calf. And Charlie John said, yeah, whatever. And, and well, Jay and Donnie and whoever else was with him went up there and kind of kind of said, you know, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And I guess Charlie piped off and said, you want me to buck that calf? <laughs> and they're like, well, shoot, we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. So story goes, Charlie John run that calf in. I mean, right. I mean, I don't know how old it was. It was still on mom Yeah. and didn't even put a dummy on it, I don't think. Just put a flank on it. And these guys tell me it sounded like a shotgun went off every time. I mean, he kicked so dang hard, and that and that that sealed the deal. They bought the cow, brought her home right then. And Charlie John Charlie John retained interest or retained ownership of that calf. Well, that calf was the game changer. Ah, uh, you know um, when I bought the game changer, I broke my leg, and I had a uh, Jane Clark was looking for a bull, and and I went down there. To Charlie John just happened to call me about about that bull, and I went to a rodeo he had uh, and looked at him, and some kid got on him and one jumped him, and I was you know we drove all the way down there and I was just aggravated and I was really wanting to buy the bull but I couldn't on no more than I saw, and and be fair to my partner too and and uh, he come over there and I said heck run him back in there and buck him again and, and he you know within five minutes. Of the first yeah. time they they bucked him again and and he he did turn back and really buck the kid stayed on and uh, you know three or four more jumps and and we got to see it a little bit more that time and and anyway we bought him and brought him home and and then Jane Clark <laughs> Jane Clark bought him and and you know, he made it, made it to the finals a few times and, but I do have some some cows out of him and uh, you know that's having calves out of Moto this year. So, well, that's uh, cool. Yeah, they're, they're really they, – they should be big and stout anyway because them cows are. And yeah. I always thought – and i never seen the, the registration paper on, on Game Changer or, or Fender Bender, but I've heard about that cow being so little and scrawny. Oh, my so goodness. I thought, heck, the neighbor's limousine bull must have got in there and bred that cow. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie John never had nothing that big and stout, you know. But Well, he did, though. He had bar he six. Did. Yeah, yeah, bar six. That bull was rumor has it that bull was twenty two, twenty three hundred in his day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When when I went to some of my first PRCA rodeos, Dale Hall, Dale Hall had a few bulls. They'd have been Charlie John's dads, is what they'd have been. That that's how long they've been in yeah. the bucking bull industry, breeding business. Yeah. So, but uh, I've seen your article on two train today on on facebook i appreciate that that was really a uh, a nice deal for everybody involved he he was a uh had an outstanding week and and i seen that bull on facebook a year ago with randy shippy's deal and 
and I got on the phone and, and talked to those people, brain dead, and Larry Hale and them two or three times and finally got him bought there after the finals. But um, I, I was I kept an eye on him. I didn't let him get away. I remember I remember seeing that bull. Brandon took him to, to Duncan. I think he was at the Heritage at the open open event there that they had. He wasn't paid up in the Heritage, and that bull had a hair trigger in the buck and shoot, and, and Brandon just, like, tiptoeing around him and stuff, and, and they they opened the gate, and that sucker did fire, and, and I'd kinda, I kind of really liked Brandon and Larry and uh, kind of kept kept track of that bull a little bit, and, and then he – I knew B.J. Coleman had him for a little bit his three-year-old year, and I don't think he, he was – I don't want to say not panning out, but he was trying to grow, and then you know what yeah. I mean? And, and then come his four-year-old year, that bull, like, doubled in size and was pretty for real. And yeah. sure enough, they 46 and a half last week. And, heck, we, we like to do stuff like that, you know, where the high mark bull, whether it's at a rodeo or a fraternity or the PBR, and kind of give a backstory. You know, yeah, everyone can see that he was a – he was the high mark bull there, but uh, it's you know maybe not everybody knows where he come from or or that right. his history, you know. So yeah, well he he's sure a good one, and he's about as uh, well he's more docile than my dog, I think. You know, I mean he <laughs> <laughs> he, he you can't hardly get in the gate with him in a pen because he he's standing in the gate wanting you to rub on him, but uh, uh, he does have still have a hair trigger and a shoot, and I've. Uh, I told Chase Outlaw he had him two times in a row there, and uh, you know bucked him off both times. And um, but I, I told him said you can't reach down there and, and and stick them spurs in him and dig around. He ain't gonna stand for it, you know. And and that happened to us. We've give a couple of rerides on him this year, and two of them was from the one guy, the same guy. And that's what they they do. They and, you know, they want to get locked in there, and, and he he's not going to stand for it. He, when that gate opens, he's going to go too fast, and, and something's going to hit and fall, you know. And, and uh, I, I've, I've tried to get them guys, and when they do it, you know, with last week, you know, when they get out on him good, and he's really good. I mean, he's as honest as there is, but they can't they can't cheat him in that shoot. You know, he ain't going to stand for it. So it's, You talk about the, the heart and the love of the game. I mean, a bull that is that gentle, gentler than your dog, and and is that hair trigger in the buck and shoot. It's that's that's cool to me to see that he loves it that much. You know, the uh, I, they give a rewrite on him once at New York, and then we got out good once, then went to Oklahoma City, and when he come up there, he'd had a couple of weeks off, and he come in the, the alley, and man, he was bucking and going on in there, and I thought, what in the heck's going on with him? You know what? Uh, I didn't. The guy couldn't hardly set on him, and you know if you knew him, how gentle he was. Uh, you know he's. I think he's as gentle as Bruiser. I don't. I, I'm not going to give him a bath, but uh, <laughs> you know I'll push him out of the way to feed him that, and rub on him a little bit. But uh, I haven't got to the, picking his feet up or nothing like that. So. <laughs> when you keep you keep bringing up all these different venues that that you you guys haul bulls to and. What what maybe is is your your we'll start with your favorite venue to to get to go to every year. You know it's it's a love hate relationship for me is New York City. Um, it's the one of the hardest events to work because the housing's you know two hours away and and the people and it's but it's kind of cool. You know there's only a handful of, of people in the world that drove a cattle pot down from a hundred and 
73rd to 33rd Street down Broadway, 140 <laughs> blocks with a uh, you know with 25 bulls in them in the trailer. I mean, that, you can probably count on one hand how many guys have got to do that, and and I've done that. And uh, you know, it's it's I only hit one car, and, but it was <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, it's really their fault. <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, Jane Clark is, is lives there in New York, and uh, she's been a, a really, a really good partner. And uh, so that's kind of how. I, at the first time I went, I didn't have many bulls that that Cody was wanting to use, and and I, I said Jane owned that bull Evil Doer at that time, and I said Cody, I'd like to to bring five bulls, and but if you can only use one. I'll I'll come up there with one bull, and uh, anyway he let me bring the five and I got along just fine. And Ludacris was another one of those bulls, and Jane ended up buying him before we left, so it made the trip worthwhile. And I uh, I've got good memories and bad memories from New York, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, but it's a unique place. I guess my second would have to be Albuquerque, just uh, because of the fans. And not that fans in New York, they're great. They sell that place out, you know, for three days. But uh, the pit in Albuquerque is is uh, uh, it's just unique. The the fans are are, are great. When uh, Cody Jesus, you know, when he ride, rode that bull the first his first one, uh, I've never been anywhere where the people was as loud as they are in that building. And uh, it's it's a pretty neat place to be too. So. Wow. The uh, the hype of the pit and everything. I don't know that there's a person that doesn't like that. Right. It's it's just different than every other venue. The people are. I, I say different. They're you know the Navajo, and uh, you have Derek, you know Begay roping roping bulls and and stuff at the event. Um, and, you know, and they're, they're great people, and they're they're supportive of their own for sure. So. So. We we got you know here what what you where you really like to go is there a place that that you don't like to go maybe it's long ways away or, or hot or always bad weather or something. Yeah, it's New York City. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't stand uh, that place. <laughs> uh, it's the hardest, as I said. It's a love hate relationship. I uh, the housing is two hours away. It's the weather's never good. Uh, you get down there and the wind's blowing between them buildings. And if it's, you know, 20 degrees anywhere else, it's 20 below there. And uh, a couple years ago, we unloaded in Zanesville, Ohio. And, and well, I, I say we, I was by myself. And, and one of them bulls hooked me and knocked me out. I, I don't remember what happened. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've got good memories and bad memories of New York City. But I'll, I'll continue to go back as long as I, I can. Actually, Jane... After that happened, she's made me take somebody with me. Uh, <laughs> she won't let me go anywhere by myself anymore. And, and uh, so, anyway, it's it's been good. So, so, like, when you go to New York, uh, you know, and, and try to take the best care of these bulls that you can and it's cold, I mean, how, how early do you leave to, to stop and lay over and, and let those bulls catch your breath, per se? You know, I go, uh, I leave on Monday and I go to Greenville, Illinois, um, and then that's only six and a half hours. It's a, a real nice sale barn. On on Tuesday, uh, I'll go to Zanesville, Ohio. I've got to get out early Wednesday morning because that's their sale day, um, and that's a pretty good for that country. It's a good 
wholesale barn. Uh, and then I'll be at housing on Wednesday, um, which is, you know, depending on the weather, it's, it's, it's under a roof. Uh, they put, uh, plastic on the, over the windows and stuff to kind of keep the wind out. And, uh, you know, it's as good as you can get for that part of the country, but they're, they're sleeping, you know, they put mulch and shavings and stuff on them pens, but they're really sleeping on concrete. And, uh, it, it's really cold. They have people that come out to bust waters because, you know, uh, it can be an hour later and your water froze up again. So, uh, but anyway, I'll get there on Wednesday. They'll be off on Thursday. And, you know, what Cody does, you know, we kind of got a deal. I used to go all three days, you know, your bulls would be split up. Now he, he sets them on whatever night the 15-15 is in the short round, which is usually Friday and Sunday, and I don't even go to the building on Saturday. That way I can uh, stay and, and, get, and go to bed when everybody else is, you know, at the bull housing and, and get up <laughs> and, and, and be ready. Because, you know, when you uh, – Ted Groney's the toughest man on earth. People don't have any idea – but, you know, you'll get in from New York at 1 o'clock. You know, it's 2 o'clock when you get put, stuff put up. It's 2.30 when you get to the motel. And, and you've got to start loading at 5. And, you know, well, Ted, he's got to do all this pinning and paperwork and stuff while we're all getting our two-hour sleep. So uh, by by going just two days instead of three, it works. I can survive and, and I can keep going. Now, when I when it gets bad enough, I can only go one day. I may have to rethink it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, it's 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 a, a neat place for me. So, what about like you? You guys are always looking for for the next little two train or coaches. I mean, with the ABBI yeah. Classics at, at some of these uh, Bill Ford t- or Unleash the B series now. Uh, do you do you sure do you have a list and, and keep your eye out for a bull that you you really like you know watching right in front of your eyes? Well, um, it's kind of hard to to buy one of them classic bulls out from under K Bar C and a few of them guys. Chad, they've always got their eye on them too. And um, actually, at uh, you know two train, I just got a hold of them early in the year, and and they're they're good people and. Uh, we get along real good. We actually just bought another bull from him the other day, and uh, I'm really excited for him. Um, I would like to buy those classic bulls, but they're hard to, you know, some people fall in love with them and won't sell them. Uh, they may just have that one bull as a five-year-old, but they'll they'll keep him. I understand completely, but uh, you know, they won't you know they won't sell. And then then like I say, you to to outbid. K Bar C or Chad Berger, it's, it's pretty tough sometimes. So I understand that. Speaking yeah. of, of classic bulls and bulls you bought, a uh, bull that's no longer with you anymore. Uh, he he passed away, but a bull that I really liked, and I'm um, assume you can say the same thing was was Big Dutch. Oh man, at that time he was my favorite. Um, he was kind of like Coach East is now. Uh, you know, they rode him. Uh, a high percentage of the time, they always picked him first in the draft um, because, or at least a left-hander would, you know, because they knew they was going to be 90, 91, and and have a real good chance to win the event. And uh, we had bought him there at the finals, uh, or after the finals. Um, actually, I was surprised he hadn't been sold. And and Scott Burris told me, said, hey, they're 
they were wanting to sell that bull, and and I made some calls, and we got him bought. And uh, but that bull, and I heard Cody Lambert say this years ago. I can't uh, take credit for the line, but um, and I don't know what bull he was talking about. But you know, Big Dutch, he never knew they was riding him. He thought he was winning. He just thought it was a ten or twelve second whistle, I guess, because he bucked. <laughs> and, you know, he bucked for eight seconds. You know, every time, and they rode him a lot. Uh, for the short time that we had him, they rode him twice there at the finals that year as a four-year-old, and um, but he always came back the next time just as hard. And you know, he 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 did he broke a leg, and uh, you know I, I you know I'm not much on getting them bulls collected and stuff when they're we're bucking them, and uh, but I sure do wish I would have him. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey Gene, I want to ask you about a bull from from years ago. Kind of put you on the spot and see if uh, see if we can dig a cool story out of you. Uh, right. You remember So Two Sasquatch? Oh yeah, I did. You got any got any cool stories about that bull? We 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 own him now. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Whenever whenever LJ and BMC were doing their little deal, Kyle, as a matter of fact, he kind of made it happen. He he knew that I'd been following that bull for a long time, and uh, I didn't I didn't even know LJ had him and. And anyways, Kyle caught wind of it and made it happen, and we got him. We got him bought up. But. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, you know, Bob uh, bought that bull in the uh, the claimer out there in Las Vegas. Uh, he bought him and Megaton. Uh, he went to Jim Hayworth said, "Hey, I want to buy." Or Jim Hayworth went to him. Somehow they talked Bob into buying a couple of them claimer bulls, and and he done really well because I bought one that didn't work. It didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before we loaded him and take him home, I, I was wanting my money back. But, uh, but no, those two bulls that Bob bought uh, were real. Turned out really good. Um, you know that crazy? What is it? Crazy something of acting crazy. Acting crazy. Um, I didn't realize that was a Sasquatch's calf, and and I was really interested in buying that bull. Uh, from Edward Martinez, and uh, I had actually talked to him. We'd bought Mystical from him, and and I kind of thought we could get that bull the next year. And all of a sudden, Chad had two or three of them better bulls bought, you know. And uh, I didn't even know they was ready to sell them. And uh, uh, but I, I would I would sure be you know like to breed to him. If I mean I, I'd think you'd have something really good, you know. He. He was really good every time for us. So. That's cool. That's that's kind of cool. Talking about earlier, I said that it seems like the claimer deals are popping up more for the fraternity stuff, and he's talking about Gene, you know, talking about buying them bulls in the claimer, and them bulls are old now, however yeah. many years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, he would have been uh, – actually, there is a story to that. HD was hauling that bull. He belonged to – KJ Fletcher and HD, I think, put him in that claimer deal, planning on winning the that that event when they bucked him. And you know they they didn't claim any of them bulls, so he he kind of didn't think his bull would get claimed, and didn't really want to sell him. And it's KJ's bull actually, and he was going to the NFR, and then 
you know, Bob and them bought him. <laughs> HD was, you know, he wouldn't renege, but he was sure wanting to. He didn't want to sell him. It was 15000 I think, is what that claimer was. And and uh, he was sure worth, you know, two or three times that. Yeah, they had him in the short rounds, I mean, the next year, and using him yeah. as Monster Energy Bounty Bull and all kinds of stuff. He was, he was a bad dude. You know, the, the, the best buck off, uh, if you had – pitchers would have been been on that bull he there's something about the way he bucked that they they always uh it was a, a real exciting buck off it just wasn't just, <laughs> you know falling off it, it was through the air upside down he he, he made some good pitchers <laughs> so. well dean you since you've been in the bull business you said 30 years i think this next portion of, of the podcast will be maybe be a cool conversation starter and kind of funny we we always kind of make sure everyone's okay to play the game beforehand and we didn't ask you so you just have to be okay to play the game okay or you have you been thinking by chance oh yeah so so gene we have this uh this little game that i guess we kind of sort of made up and basically it's just as cody lostro so eloquently put it it's just a kind of a sick version of would you rather uh so we want to give you three bulls and we we kind of want to know what what you would do. Uh, we want you to choose one to buck to put on your put on your truck and and haul to your events. One to breed to, uh, you know, turn out with your cows and raise your calves, and then one to butcher. Just just because it can't all be you know yeah. you got to eat and so so uh, the bulls that I've chose for you uh, they're all they're all great bulls. We're not you know obviously yeah. some. They're all phenomenal bulls, but I, I kind of tried to make a pretty even pin tonight, and I think these are uh, these are bulls that the bull riders would crave or do crave. Um, yeah. Although they are, you know, world champions and and maybe someday will be world champions from different eras. But um, the the three I came up with for you is uh, let's go to Troubadour, yeah. Mossy Oak Mudslinger. And four, I think his number is four forty-four. Big black. Well, uh, I hate to do this to K Bar C, but I'll get that out of the way first. I'd have to butcher Big Black. Um, Ooh, yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm lucky enough to have been in the the era of Troubadour and uh, Mossy Oak Mudslinger too, and uh, only because he was, it, it, you know, since I have to pick. Um, sure, sure. Uh, you know, um, those those two bulls was uh, exceptional, uh, one in a lifetime kind of bulls for for most people. Uh, now for the pages, you know, Mudslinger, they've had you know multiple bulls, but a lot of it's out of the same bloodline and stuff. So uh, I would say, um, actually, I would breed the Troubadour and and put Mudslinger on the truck. But uh, wow. Uh, and I, I got to see Mudslinger uh, a lot, and I, I uh, got to see Troubadour quite a bit, and and uh, I would have bred. I'd like to bred the Troubadour. So That's off me. the subject a little bit, but what do you have a favorite from from way back in the day that that we might think is interesting? Maybe it not everybody knows about. Oh man. Um, I, I really, you caught me off guard there. I'm, I'm uh, hey, guess what? Ronnie Kitchens is pulling up with my bull. 
<laughs> well, that's 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 something. <laughs> Time is everything, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. well, guys, Gene, we appreciate you you talking with us this evening, and uh, I know I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I thank you all for uh, taking time to listen to an old man. And uh, once again, I thank uh, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, for making it all possible for me. And uh, awesome. uh, and uh, all the glory goes to him. And thank you. Thank you guys a lot. Yeah. Hey, Gene, it was good talking to you, man. All right. Thank you. Right. It's been another episode of Buckingstock News Podcast, powered by Two Bulls.